Okay. Um, so this is kind of going to be a special, like, semi-short podcast. Um, because this week is the Game Awards, and so we're going to be talking about the Game Awards a little bit, getting our predictions, you know, trying to feel out who we think is going to win or what we're going to see and all that mm. stuff. Um, mm. Of course, I am your host, Brian. Along with me, as always, the Mad Mech Mastermind himself, Joel. Hello, Joel. What's up, everyone? Before we get into it, oh. I just want to say a uh, uh, big, I guess, part of our upbringing. We uh, we enjoyed Power Rangers, right? We didn't address that last time, but just the passing of uh, Jason David Frank oh, um, fuck, was pretty That's big, right. I think, on a lot of us, so... RIP to that guy, um, Jason you know, David Frank. We all, yeah, we all have our struggles, but you know, may the power protect him, right? You know, seek help if you need it. All I gotta say, but you know, RIP to you know the original bad boy that we'd love to see <laughs> back in the day. Man, I, w- I have to say that was really surreal. That was like one of the last things I expected to see. Was it just like two weeks ago? Sorry. It's rough. It was kind of where I had a thought. It's like, man, we're getting to the age where people that we grew up seeing or like appreciating their work or like are starting to like pass on. Yeah, yeah. And it's a fucking bummer. And in this case, very too early. Um yeah. like you said, the time isn't kind to everybody, unfortunately. Um He was young. Yeah. Really young still. But yeah, uh, rip the green, white, red twice, and black ranger. Beyond, for and sure. beyond. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, you know, we got some a little bit of newsy stuff. But before we get into that, uh, I just like to remind everybody out there: if you're watching live with us right now on Twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd, thank you very much. Um, you can always uh have fun in the chat you know ask us questions that we would love to answer during the podcast or make sure that uh you can correct us as well if we fuck up because we probably will oh yeah and of course and of course if you're listening or watching this post this live recording on podcast services or on youtube uh leave a comment you know Ask ask us a question there. What do you think about uh, the content so far? What do you think is going to happen at the Game Awards? Of course, if you're listening to this in VOD, it'll be happening uh, tonight as this releases on Thursday morning. Which means if you're listening to this right as this comes out, you still have a chance to come hang out with us live tonight or on Thursday night for the Game Awards live reaction stream that we'll be doing here on oh, Twitch. Yeah. Of course, if you can't come hang out with us live, it'll always be posted on YouTube post yeah. reaction. Mm-hmm. But with that out of the way, Joel, it's been a while since we have a regular podcast. So how, you know, how has your life been? Like, What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good. Uh, real life-wise, I'll get into digital shit. Um, it was my friend Jen's birthday. They requested that we go do some whale watching with them. So oh. we actually went near Monterey, this place near called Moss Landing. Oh, I'm and we familiar went on a with boat that, yeah. 
and uh, we saw some whales. And apparently, it's really rare during December, but we we saw it some is. whales breaching um, because Monterey, of course, is a hub for all sorts of um, uh, water life, right? Sorry, I can't find yeah. the word right now. Uh, but we saw a bunch of sea lions, tons of birds. It was really cool. Uh, we didn't get too close, but it was still interesting. And seeing like there were sea lions and whales working together to get like we we assume is a giant like horde of anchovies. Like they were working together in this. Oh wow, this tag team symbiosis. It. Yeah, it was, it was dope. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, that's Jen. Really, Happy birthday. <laughs> that's really cool. Like you definitely lucked out because even like during season, it's all it's sometimes almost impossible to find whales. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I was in Hawaii when I was younger and we would see them too. But, you know, I I did, we were doing other things. I don't know, like snorkeling or scuba diving or whatever. But it's like, oh shit, we're actually going just to see the whales. So that was, (laughs) and it was, it was wet. I brought my raid jacket with me. It, uh, the hood kept falling off, but I was, I was pretty happy. And yeah, I got my raid jacket from doing Vow the Disciple. Ooh, it has my gamer tag on it. Finally. Rip it off right here. Uh, no technical difficulties. Okay, there we go. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. it's probably backwards, but Acoustic Avenger right there. Hey. Yeah, so finally came in and it's good quality too. And it's one of those uh jackets that it can wrap itself in like a bag and you just carry it. So that's pretty oh, cool. interesting. Yeah, so that was uh, like, like, finally got it. It just has like a pouch inside of it that you can just fold up. Yeah, in. yeah, oh. yeah. So, jackets have yeah. reached that technology. One of my homies, uh, J. Mike, has the same one as me. My PvP uh, friend who's carried me a lot this season. And then our buddy Ben, of course, has been on the podcast um, a few, couple times, a few times. He has the Deepstone Crypt jacket. It's like a full-on, like... I've seen that thing. one. Yeah, it's like a coat, man. And I was like, damn, I didn't get it, but... <clears throat> Yay, raid stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Oh, um, my wife and I saw Glass Onion really good if you saw knives out uh, highly recommend watching the follow-up glass onion of course killer cast killer writing killer direction so good so cool that i've just been waiting on more i don't know mass effect news i guess dragon age dropped a oh, trailer yeah. i still need to watch a bunch of trailers came out which we probably will dissect a little too um yeah just waiting for new stuff i mean for me i'm way behind i started assassin's creed odyssey Really love it. Oh, yeah. I'm really engaged. So went with the narrative where like you make choices, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, all about that and like Mass Effect, but just funny like Origins was like you go do something and the choice is already made. It's a mm-hmm. really interesting direction. And from what I heard from you guys when you played it when it came out in 2019, like it was pretty grindy. And I'm level 30 right now, and oh, I okay. don't have that problem. But also. I play like one of the grindiest games ever. Maybe that's why I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll do five quests. I level up. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> so if you, if you're already at level thirty and you don't feel grindy, you probably will be okay. Because at least when I played Odyssey twenty, like level twenty five was around the time I felt kind of grinded out. So maybe maybe it's just like you said, you play you play Destiny way more than I do, so you're used to the grind. Oh, or yeah. maybe they altered it somehow, but that's cool. Yeah. So would you say that, because um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but you're playing this on your new Series X. Oh, no, that's right. I forgot. So, y'all, <laughs> I finally did it. 
took the plunge our buddy josh who is also on the podcast he's in the dnd episode he's like hey i have a series x you want to buy it i was like fuck it let's go uh so i yeah. bought a series x took the plunge and damn that quality is amazing um just on graphics alone you know i i'm usually i don't care about that kind of shit i'm like i want gameplay but holy shit it's beautiful assassin's creed sea of thieves destiny fucking beautiful and um, it's funny. It's like, what, you don't need your Series X anymore, Josh? He's like, nah, I got my PS5. So, like, all right. <laughs> I, I have a Series X. And I'm, I'm happy with it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, my, uh, my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, he's like worried that I was switching to PS5 and never coming back. And told him I got a Series X on the weekend. He's like, oh, yeah, it probably helps me now when those are readily available. And so he was laughing about it. But, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, not, yeah. not untrue. Yeah, so... Series X, you know, uh, I'm an Xbox boy now, I guess. I mean, I eventually will get the PS5 for two oh, games. Yeah. I don't fucking regret <laughs> when it comes. It'll be for two fucking games, um, but it'll be fucking fun. I mean, fuck, I, I bought a PS4 because of Spider-Man, so I don't I don't blame you. That's one of the reasons why I'm going to get it. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> for one of the best games I ever played is Spider-Man. And, of course, Miles Morales, you know. Um yeah, and yeah, for Dude. a sec, I think other gaming news. Oh, I, I for this year, Destiny at least, those know I've been playing more PvP. I finally hit Unbroken. You hit Legend three times. Oh. And they're about to retire the seal this season. Um, so you, you got the have, last chance. Yeah, so if you hit Legend twice, you can get it one more time, I believe, this season. I didn't want to wait till this season. I didn't want to be like everyone else. And I, I could be wrong. They might have changed it already. But uh, thank you. Shout out to my buddy J. Mike, uh, Matt, of course, Ben, Joby, you know, my other friend Kyle helping me PvP grind. God damn, PvP is like any game. It It's I used to hate PvP, honestly. Um, Overwatch kind of made it fun for a bit. And then other games to play it. It's a whole nother monster, you know, um, like, shout out to them. Like as long as you can I make like PvP interesting and fun. It makes it easy. I know Destiny had a bad track record at first. Fuck. Kind of sell to some people. <laughs> yeah. But they're getting there. Um, so why why are they uh retiring the seal? They're coming up with a whole new level of climbing. They're doing the Overwatch thing where you have ranks and you're gonna try to hit you can hit the highest rank or lowest and more skill-based matchmaking for comp. So basically, oh. you'll be playing people you're as opposed to someone who's unbroken. Let me tell you, uh, I was broken for sure, though. Um, excuse me. It's I complained about this on TikTok too. Some matches are literally your enemies looking at the wall to literally this guy's teabagging you three seconds into the match because he had you know he headshot you and you're fucking dead. You know, like it's the variability is ridiculous, and mm. you know actual fair matches weren't very uh accessible i think and when they were there they were That's good true. not gonna lie um but it's just it's just crazy like here me and my my buddies were like oh okay you know i'm getting like 10 kills with my grenade launcher which is definitely not meta i'm telling you that right now and another match yeah like i said <laughs> this guy is like i don't know around the corner you know blasting my head off five rounds in a row and you know and you know doing dance moves on all of us it, it's yeah it's crazy Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's cool. I wasn't expecting them to try to do skill-based matchmaking, but hey, that's great. Especially, like... I'm trying to implant it more and more, but... 
I mean, as much as the discourse is going on right now, especially since the new Modern Warfare came out, like, I kind of have a hard time sympathizing with people that are against skill-based matchmaking just because at the end of the day, with or without skill-based matchmaking, you'll end up running into, like, the same issue. Mm. Except with skill-based matchmaking, at least you have a chance. Yeah. Because you're not going to win every match, but at least I would rather be able to play against somebody that's closer to my level than to be stomped out by somebody who has, like, like 300 ranks above me. It's like, okay. Yeah, they're out there. (laughs) I mean, no disrespect, but I maybe we've talked about it before. You're right, though. It's like, why am I being matched with this kid who literally picked it up today and also the god-tier streamer? Who's you know using the most off-meta stuff to destroy me for amusement? Like it's yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, what else? It was something else to say. Oh, of course, as a reminder, if you missed it, we did our first live stream with United We Nerd That's of right. Gundam Evolution. That game is hell of fun. I mean, I don't play Overwatch anymore. I mean, I might for Ramatra. But uh, that filled my niche for, like, mindless shooting with the team. And, it, of course, has the Gundam aesthetic, Gundam skin. You know, it's you even customized it, too. Like, you, if you had your oh, own yeah. gunplay, you wanted to do etchings. I don't know. I think it's fucking the best thing this month oh, right we, now. We had yeah, a lot I'm of fun. All in. And, yeah. that, and that gameplay will be going on YouTube uh, in the next few days. So check out that. Hell, yeah. Just some, just some Gundam boys having some good old Gundam fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. If, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm always forgetting something. Uh, I think that's it. There's other stuff we're probably going to talk about, but as far as me, I think that's it. What about you, Brian? What's new in the world of Brian? Oh, Joel, let me tell you. November has been a treasure trove of, of games. Um I think we talked about this before, where within the span of two weeks, we've had Sonic Frontiers, God of War oh, Ragnarok, yeah. and Pokemon oh, yeah. Scarlet and Violet come out. That's a lot can, for you right there. <laughs> it's It's been a few years since I've had a season like this where I just get swamped with games. Um, I'm trying my best not to have any of them drop off. Um, however... This past weekend, I did finish Sonic Frontiers, and I have nice. a, I have a little bit to talk about about that game. Um, boy, is this the most fun I've had with a modern Sonic game in a while. Um, now, yes, is. I wouldn't say the game is rough. Like, I know, like, a lot of people have been talking about, like, oh, like, there's, like, rails that pop in and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, you know, that's that's one thing. But I I would say, overall, the game feels really good to play. It's a lot of fun. Just to have your whole open-world experience and, you know, you, you're leveling up Sonic, and it's actually really weird to have a Sonic game that's kind of a lightweight character action game 
where Sonic has combos and special moves that you unlock through, you know, upgrading his kit. And then, of course, um, you know, he has his his uh, strength and defense stats and you can increase his speed and his ring capacity and just run around the open world, finding secrets and fighting uh, bosses and creatures um and then what's neat what i thought was really cool um they have what they're called like the cyberspace levels where they're basically mini traditional like sonic levels like a to b uh sonic levels what's really neat which after halfway through my playthrough i started realizing is that um so within I guess light light spoilers for anyone that cares about you know Sonic Frontiers it hasn't oh, no. put, hasn't finished yet, but there are cyberspace levels because that's what they are. Like you're going into cyberspace and like running through a, a traditional Sonic course. And what they did was to kind of tie it in. Um, they say like when you're in cyberspace. You know, to perceive it with your, for Sonic to perceive it with his mind, they just kind of took, like, information from his, like, his brain and his mind and just kind of projected it into a world that he can understand. And so things are kind of displaced, but every level is not a one for one, but is a form of recreation from old Sonic game levels. Pretty cool. So at, like, one point, I was like, Oh shit, this is Metal Harbor from fucking Sonic Adventure 2. Or it's like, nice. oh shit, this is this is a level from Sonic Unleashed and shit like that. And like I start like remembering because I played a lot of fucking Sonic Adventure 2. So when I started like seeing like pathway patterns, I'm like, what the fuck? This is Green Forest. What the shit? <laughs> and that was really cool. Like I feel like because they did push this game back a little bit. I'm wondering if this was going to be like an anniversary game. Because that felt like, you know, they didn't just like pick like a handful of games. They picked a lot of different games to kind of, you know, recreate in the cyberspace world. So it was kind of cool. Um, Like every other Sonic game, the soundtrack slaps really hard. Almost too hard oh, yeah. for its own good. Um. I'm sure people have probably seen TikToks about, you know, the music for Sonic uh, Frontiers. But, like, if, like, Crush 40 was, like, the, uh, was, like, the early 2000s of, like, Sonic music, now we're getting into the early 2010s of Sonic music. So you're getting that, like, that pop punk, like, heavy, like, grunge me like metal music oh hell yeah it's like oh all right here we go the like i haven't heard a song in the game i don't like you know and then it, and it leads well with the boss battles because how how every how the game flows is that there's four there's four islands right Ooh. and on each island, you're supposed to save one of the, you know, Sonic friends. Um, and then so you have like the whole thing is kind of like a rinse and repeat, but it's a very nice flow of, OK, you 
you do the the cyberspace missions they get keys and with those keys you go um unlock this contraption that gives you a chaos emerald and you're supposed to collect the chaos emeralds in order to you know open this door that leads you to the boss fight and then from there the boss fight has like the last emerald and you grab that so you can become supersonic and you fight and then it kind of just rinse and repeats on different islands so it's different terrains and different kind of character interactions but it like saying that it seems like it could be very repetitive but it actually feels really good like just the the flow of doing these little missions in the open world and kind of doing the character interaction uh quests and stuff like that like feels fun like surprisingly so um I am intrigued to see uh, where, like, Sega and the Sonic team go in the future. I'm kind of hoping that they expand on this and this isn't just like a one one time deal. Because I feel like this overall has been a very positive for Sonic and like Sega. Because I haven't really heard anybody like super shit on this game, which is rare for Sonic. <laughs> um so yeah um if if uh people are in uh were wondering if they should go play sonic frontiers i say go try it um i found out that there is a true ending if you play on hard which i didn't do so i'm thinking of actually doing that on stream so hell yeah hard mode engage look look out in the future uh for that um besides that uh been you know i've also you know been playing god of war ragnarok which has still been very fun um i'm taking my time with this game just because uh since i just recently played the first the 2018 god of war I kind of sped through that just so i can see the story and i didn't get i didn't really do any of the extra side stuff so this time I'm trying to make sure I kind of take my time and actually kind of explore more in Ragnarok. Um, but Joel, I know you played this way before I did, or the new God of War way before I did. Um, boy, does this... I said before that uh, Ragnarok is kind of like more of the same, but better. That opinion still stands, but I think I'm starting to get up into a point of the game where you really feel like the actors for this game, like feel it like they are they are all they are all in their like mojo, like yeah. kicking in like they're, they're all like down 110 percent in this game. And if it, it's so fun to watch, I I can't say it. there's not a really character that I've met so far that I hate. Um, the interactions between Kratos and Atreus are f- fucking fantastic, especially since now Atreus is a little bit older. You know, a little bit time has passed. But then compared to 2018, where it was the story of kind of Kratos kind of trying to break that shell of like what he was in this in his past Mm. and you know he's he's still kind of stuck in his ways a little bit 
this one Ragnarok really does show like I'm I'm gonna try to say this without any spoiler. I don't think I'm saying anything spoilery, but you get a good sense of the continuing process of that journey of trying to Kratos trying to be better. And then of course you get the benefit of Atreus being older, so now there's a whole new set of things that have to be processed because of you know time passing and you know leading up to Ragnarok is is a big deal. Yep. Um but yeah. If you like do you still have a PS4? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about getting God of War 5 for the PS4. I was thinking about, it, but I might just I, I mean, I held off on God of War 4 for fucking years. So I feel like I could I could do it. So what I've heard is that the game actually runs pretty good on PS4. I think the only thing I've really heard is that depending on which PS4 you have, it will turn into a jet engine. <laughs> but as far as gameplay is concerned, as far as gameplay is concerned, it it supposedly runs pretty fine, which is great. Um, Man. But I don't blame you because playing on a PS5, like of like you know with your new series x experience it just makes it it makes gives that little extra that little pish (laughs) but yeah uh, um really quick i'm gonna throw it back uh yeah before i forget and then i'll cycle back to god of war you think they're gonna come out with dlc for sonic frontiers i know it's a hard pivot but so funny enough thank you for reminding me joel um this past week kratos this past week, actually, Sega made a post that is giving a, a timeline of post-game content for next year, which is great because this is something they haven't like really done, like mo- like really at all for, especially for a Sonic game. So like we're getting. A little bit of content at the beginning of the year and then in the middle of the year and then near the end of the year they actually said that we're getting more story and then more playable characters which is sweet because i feel like i feel like a game with frontiers i feel like there's more you can expand on because because um it seems like especially recently with their uh announcement that they're looking for somebody to be kind of like the archivist and like the lore master for for sonic it seems like with frontiers they're really start starting to try to you know canonize everything and kind of get everything in an order especially because it's weird because technically sonic frontiers canonizes the idw comics because Characters from that are only from the comics are mentioned in this game. So it's like we'll see them maybe video game form. Maybe. Um, But yeah, so there's going to be Sonic content all throughout next year, which is great for me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, what I was going to say is that. Like, I know you're going to wait, but I feel like if. If you're getting that itch, like God of War Ragnarok, I feel like is a no-brainer. Like, man, I mean, 
I'm having a hard time too, like you said earlier. Fall Guys has that Ultraman skin I'm like <laughs> trying to work on slowly. Thanks, Fall Guys, for not letting me know when the fucking season ends, also. Uh, you know, I've been going through Odyssey and Destiny and Gundam. For me, this has been a, this has been an interesting three weeks. Usually I only play like one game. And of course, all these games are converging. But of course, God of War, I just you know you didn't do the side stuff for the first one, like you rushed through the story, which is it's still great. Like, no, no uh offense there. But there was like this side dungeon kind of crawl thing that was really interesting in the fourth one. And I'm just wondering if they have that same concept in the fifth one. And of course, I'll always bring up the Valkyries because I fucking killed them all, <laughs> kicked their asses. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a, I heard there's a, some kind of version of that, but not as annoying. Uh, um, I have heard like all the characters are, are really cool. And of course, I have heard also more of the same, but better. And I fucking love four. And that's my first like intro to the series. And dude, I'll, I'll eat that shit up. So <laughs> I. Yeah. Now that you're telling me, I'm like, man, maybe for my birthday, I'll just go ham. <laughs> hey, man. You got about a little over two months until the new expansion for Destiny 2 comes out. Oh, that's right. Lightfall comes out. <laughs> need to pre-order that shit still and get that fucking auto rifle. Anyway, yeah, God yeah. of War. Woo! <laughs> yeah, God of War. I can, I can see why people are calling it a 10 out of 10. It's not a perfect game, but it's a fucking very damn good game. Um, speaking of uh, not perfect games, I have been playing Pokemon Scarlet. And everybody knows the technical problems that this game has. There is, I think. I, I haven't touched it. I just love seeing everyone's videos. Oh, it's fun. It's It's funny stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's funny shit. Um, that being said, this is probably the most fun I've had in a Pokemon game since, like, Black and White. Nice. Like, Black and White, to me, was, like, that moment in time where Pokemon was pivoting to, like, what they're eventually going to become with like the three, like going 3D and stuff like that. They're like trying to mess with like geometric shapes and like in cities and stuff and try to like push the DS as far as it could go. This is, I think, the equivalent of what Black and White was for the DS for Pokemon and like on the Switch. Um, mm. Now to the detriment of of that. Um, You've seen all the technical issues, like the frame rate drops and, you know, the the robotic movements of passersby in the background and stuff like that. Um, Pokemon falling off cliffs. <laughs> Pokemon yeah. flying into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, uh, from what I've been playing, I haven't really had many issues. Like I've had I've had the frame rate drops and stuff and I've had the the choppy kind of animations in the far background. Right. And, and the pop-ins but like i've never i've been very fortunate enough to never have my game crash which i've heard many people say that their games have crashed um i haven't had that which i've been lucky um but yeah i've just been having so much fun like i to to this day right now i haven't 
I've just finished one of the... Actually, no, I technically haven't finished any of the pathways yet. Just because I've been exploring and, like, finding all these new Pokemon and, you know, just catching as many as I can in between doing, oh, like, yeah. gym battles and and fighting Team Star and doing the, the Legends pathway. Um, I will say, this is my second time going in as dark as possible uh, as far as, like, what the new Pokemon look like. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I know it's hard because a lot of people like to, you know, talk about the new stuff before it comes out. Mm-hmm. I'd highly suggest trying to do that because this is my second time going in mostly dark about the new Pokemon. And it has been so much fun just to walk through a field and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and just like go with uh, Sword and Shield, man. <laughs> That that exactly the, for me the same. I, I did the same thing in Sword and Shield and they had so much fun. And I'm just, it's doing more of that for this game, but it's, there are some nitpicks, I would say, uh, for me at least, uh, that don't hinder the game for me. It's just kind of like a, it's like, oh, you know, I could see where, you know, certain things kind of had to be pulled back a bit. Um, you can't really talk to everybody in the game anymore like you used to like you know you just walk up to somebody and they have some silly dialogue um you could talk to some people and then there's people that will have like word bubbles above them that just say like a a sort of thing and then there's people that just don't you can't interact with at all which is kind of like a a a double-sided you know sword kind of deal Because, like, how this game runs, right? You have the open world. Mm -hmm. And within this open world, you have the cities and you have the people. And then all of the Pokemon, there's no more more random encounters. All the Pokemon are live in the world. And all those Pokemon have all unique animations. Like... Like, there will be Pokemon that are, you know, walking around. There will be Pokemon that are running. There will be Pokemon that are swimming. There will be Pokemon that are flying. There will be Pokemon that are hanging in trees. Um, There's Pokemon that will go to sleep. And then there's Pokemon that were flying, but then they'll land and be on the ground. They'll be walking on the ground. You know, there, there's so many things that these Pokemon can just do in the open world. And they're all doing it. In real time, even when you're like fighting a Pokemon or fighting a trainer in the world, all these Pokemon are live the whole time. The only time that they're not ever live is if you're like doing like a um, a team star battle or if you're doing like a gym battle, you know, that that becomes like it's like its own instance in a way. But besides that, everything is live in the world. Which is probably why this game is having such like technical issues as it is, just because there's so much data going off at like just in play at one time that mm-hmm. I don't think Game Freak had enough time to optimize it as well as they could. Um, a few days ago, they just released their first patch. Oh, nice! That 
uh, for one, that fixed rank battles uh, for people that play online. And then apparently it fixed a little bit of the issues here or there. Um, it's kind of hard to judge because they weren't very specific on like what got fixed, but they just said that they fixed a few of the like technical issues. So, I mean, Nintendo came out saying that um, they are going to be working on patching this game, so that's cool. Um, it was kind of weird that Nintendo said it. Um, not that I expected Game Freak to say anything about it, but it's, it's cool that they at least showed that they are seeing, you know, the players, you know, complaints about the graphical issues. So it's like, okay, that's nice. But besides that, I've been having I've been having a blast in Pokemon Scarlet. Um, I have you tried the co-op feature yet. I want not ask, yet. I, I was actually about to get to that. that. I, I was actually about to get to that. I haven't uh, done that yet. But from what I heard, it actually runs. <laughs> like you still have all the other technical issues of the game, but as far as like doing the co-op stuff, it actually works. Um, I've heard people. Uh, play it and it's pretty much you go into somebody's world and then you can just do whatever um the only exception is that you can't take on like battles together it's pretty much you kind of have to like let one person or the other do it or like if both of you are going to the same gym your instances are separate instead of together so like you oh. can go into somebody's world and you can do everything there. It's just um, certain things are going to be locked to just you doing it and not the both of you doing it. Um, but in dual battles to do with your friends or big battles. See, that's the weird thing. Throughout this whole entire game so far, I've only run into one double battle. Really? Interesting. I don't know if like I'm sure like I know you can play double battles online like just playing against another player. But as far as just like finding people in the world, like AI people in the world, I haven't really run into double battles at all. Um, if they're saving it for DLC, like a big double triple battle experience. Or maybe they do. just couldn't, they just couldn't figure out a way to get it to run. Great. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did, however, try a bunch of the new terror raid battles. And those are fun. Um, so you remember the the raids from Sword and Shield? Yeah. So it's basically just that, but it's like the new version where it's like instead of fight fighting like a Gigantamax or or uh, like a Dynamax Pokemon, you're fighting a, a terrestrialized Pokemon. Um, they did during their advertisement for the game, they did mention how they took the responses from the raids from Sword and Shield, and then they made it, like, they made improvements onto the terror raid battles for Scarlet and Violet. So instead of everybody taking a turn, everybody is playing at once. So it's pretty much you load into it, you load into a raid, and then everybody just starts, you know, picking what they want to do. And so you just pick your move and you go. And then after your move goes off, you pick again and you just kind of, you know, 
everybody just goes that free at will. Um, Interesting. And they made um, playing su- like support a lot easier because how before in Sword and Shield, if your Pokemon got knocked out, then while you're waiting for your Pokemon to get um, respawned back into the into the raid, your character can you know give people a random buff on your team, right? You can like sure you can cheer on your team and it gives them a random buff. That's In cool. this, um, they made that available like from the start. So let's say you load into a raid, for example, and then you realize that your Pokemon isn't up to snuff. With this, it's an option to give you so you don't just become a wasted space. So like when you cheer for your team, you can give them attack buffs, defense buffs. You can heal your other uh, fellow players and stuff like that. And it's like, that's sick. Like this nice. this past weekend, they did a Charizard raid that was only for this past weekend where its terror type was dragon. And oh, I bet everyone was on that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's level. It was a seven star raid, which means it was a level hundred a Charizard. And you can only access it yourself if you made it to post game content. For everybody else, they had to join somebody that had access to it. So I I was lucky enough to, you know, go through what one of my um, Pokemon discords and find a team that was doing it. And um, I, I I apologize profusely when I threw in my like level 52 uh, Gyarados. <laughs> so I, I tried to fight a little bit and then what I realized like, oh, wait, I could, you know, I could play support. And then so that's why I started doing I just started, you know, healing my team and playing defense. And so while I was kind of like, you know, setting them up, they were just able to go out and attack and attack and attack. And they didn't have to worry about, you know, playing defensively. I was just there to, you know, keep pumping with heels and stuff like that. So, you know, the raid took about, you know, like five minutes or so. And they wiped out the Charizard. And I got I got a free Charizard <laughs> out of it. Hell yeah. Um, so the the raids this time around are a lot of fun. I'm, I believe they already announced... Um, the next batch of raids for this next weekend, uh, I believe they're uh, they're like Tyranitar and Salamence. I think they're version exclusive Pokemon that have a special terror type. So I'm probably gonna do that again. <laughs> see see how far I can get. Uh, but yeah, been having a lot of fun. Of course, um, last night. You took me through my first run at Destiny 2's oh, version of right. Kingsfall. <laughs> I also of... forgot to say, uh, yeah, uh, quick shout out to Rewinds and uh, my buddy Flavor for the comp help. But yes, he actually took you through your first run of Kingsfall, and only one of the encounters took like two attempts, I think. Maybe three. Maybe. For the most part, we laid a lot of information on you. Yeah. We just ran through it. And most of them, we just one phased, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, one try. We didn't one phase Oryx. We actually, I think it took no. three, got to an enrage, but we weren't worried. Or was it War Priest? I don't remember. We were like, oh, okay, whatever. The War Priest, we we almost flubbed. Yeah, Oryx, we tried twice, but yeah, we didn't like. 
I want to say it took us like just a little over an hour to do. It's an hour and a half. But I mean, consistently gaming. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. But like it wasn't a slog, which was great. And we got through pretty evenly. Like, of course, at this point, I, I feel like we are all over level for this for this raid which probably oh, made yeah. it a lot easier um but yeah definitely definitely a, a better experience than i remember from d1's kingfall raid so that was that was cool uh, thank you thank you and everybody in in the clan for uh you know <laughs> helping us through all right let's let's give a quick rundown so first encounter was that out of 10 what would you give just you were just shooting the wall, letting me and Ben dunk. Oh, that <laughs> would you rate that out of ten? Oh, that was that was that was fun, just because I was standing just standing there shooting the walls and then doing stone cold impressions the whole the whole yeah, first half. <laughs> so that was pretty chill. Um, I do remember that being a little bit more hectic back in the day. So yeah. it was it was kind of nice just to kind of walk in with that, you know. Yeah. Easy. As we feeling. were going through the raid. Brian's like, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this. It's coming back." So, like, as as far as we went in, I started remembering, like, "Oh, I did this raid more than I thought I did," because I felt for some reason I felt like I just kind of snuck in, like near the end of the raid. But then after a while, I was like, "Oh, wait, no, I actually, I actually did this raid," and I was surprised. What um, about uh, what's totems? What's next? Oh, wait. Well, platforming. You just say like, give me a sentence that you felt about the those tomb ships did it give you uh, bad feelings <laughs> were, were no because we we aced that the first try we did <laughs> we almost fucked up but we we made it we made it so the, the platform right, i've never had i've never had that much of an issue with platforming in destiny like you know there's been times where i've i fucked up but that's just because i fucked up um as far as like the totems the totems were fine. Uh, wasn't too difficult. I when whenever we do a raid, when someone's teaching me how to raid, like I want to listen to like everything like instruction wise, but I don't really like get it stuck in my head until we actually do it. And so it was kind of nice that even going through it the first time, for the most part, like it was pretty much a one and done deal except for like two encounters um but the tomes are tomes are fine um the well the the one with the like the pod the the pods and the big ogre golgoroth golgoroth that one was interesting um just like it felt weird that all the enemy spawns were like far in the back. Yeah, design and, flaws. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I I appreciated that it wasn't that much of a hassle, but <laughs> I was literally standing in front of a doorway shooting my shotgun at at the poor throne, <laughs> just waiting for him to come out. Um, I will say though, I am kind of sad at the lengths that Xenophage came to. Because I remember Xenophage just being a menace. <laughs> and I understand All why they I understand why they did it. But Xenophage used to be this big like powerhouse machine gun. And it still is. But 
they've definitely slowed it down a lot, which I'm I'm kind of sad about, but I understand why they did it. Um, to be killing fucking Morgoth and uh, I swish, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. War Priest has way more HP than that motherfucker. We did that. <laughs> Someone needed a ship from Last Wish, and we destroyed Morgoth. <laughs> it was a joke. We're so used to the sponges of War Priest and Oryx. All right. <laughs> Right. We could, we could, we don't have to talk about War Priest and Daughters. All right, what do you think about Big Baddie Oryx? Um, that was the one that I was thinking that was going to be the hardest to do. Um, and it got a little confusing for me at a certain point. I just kind of, you know, messed up at a point where, you know, because there's the whole, um, you know, the platforms that you have to kind of, you know, count on, and then. You had the pools that had like the bombs in them. They had to make sure you didn't like step in at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. after after like the first go around, when we had to restart that portion, it, it started clicking more. Um, I definitely would not feel confident being the one like calling like what's what. Like I'm I'm definitely cool with being the floater for a li- for a little while if I ever do this raid again multiple times which i'm i might but we'll see a lot of shit drops from it a lot of shit and the drops i got were all right i got most of the armor set um and i got four of, of the scout rifle which is like all right you have chelches baby it, the raid just hands them out you want to do me <laughs> here you go on stop but yeah overall I would say it was actually it was actually a really good raiding experience, and I haven't raided in a bit, so it was it was a nice a nice coming back to the raid scene, especially since we're probably getting a new raid in like two months. Yep, we got a new dungeon this season though, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, rumors are we return to the Deepstone Crypt for the dungeon, but we'll see. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Other than that. I've just been gaming a lot, dude. Um, And with that being said, I feel like we should start talking about the Game Awards. So, like I said before, this Thursday is the Game Awards. Um, Jeff Keighley's big gaming presentation, you know, event where, you know, we get to award the games of the years and all that good stuff. But of course, what a lot of people are wondering is what's going to be revealed. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess before we go into speculation, uh, I should note at least these two uh, announcements that were made prior that uh, Bandai Namco said that they are going to be revealing a new trailer for Tekken eight, which is great for me. I, I love that shit. Um, the last trailer they dropped looked really sick. So more of that is great. And surprisingly, I guess because of a pre-order bonus leak photo, um, we are going to be getting some Jedi Survivor uh, Sir, I saw information. That I believe they said they were actually going to get the next trailer. At the Game Hell Awards, yeah. so I think that that was that, one of my predictions. Yeah, that that already checks off our bucket list <laughs> at the moment. Um, 
but of course there's going to be some other surprises as well um i want to throw this to you joel since you know we already know that jedi survivor is going to be there that's already that's already good (laughs) um and i i can safely assume that we won't be getting anything like destiny related or you know i'd be very surprised if we get anything mass effect related but that'd be great like what i'd love it what would you want to see be revealed at the game awards um, I mean, I know I said Mass Effect earlier. A little more would be cool to see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do want them to just go ham and do like a fucking Dragon Age build trailer. I'm just full on where they're at, gameplay and everything. Like they've been teasing us for a while. And I want to see what Bioware is up to. You know, they've gone um, for obvious reasons. They've gone very radio silent. Um, I think they're trying to reveal when they're ready and they should right but i also want to you know see where they're at i want to see you know i'm I'm a big fan of their work and i want to know you know um that's definitely one of them uh my assumptions will get more final fantasy stuff too oh yeah redo of seven has been doing numbers so of course we'll probably see more of that um just yeah and dlc announcements of course you know we got oh. a little uh we got back for blood's new trailer out too maybe we'll see a little something from them because they're you know it, it's le- like left for dead but you know f- to whether people like it or not it is the next thing in line uh maybe we'll get like f- hints of the future beyond the trailer see i'm glad they're actually releasing content i was thinking that, about that today they were quiet for a while too and then they started pumping stuff out um you know sea of thieves has been pretty strong wonder mm-hmm. if they're going to release like another like hey we teamed up with another big company like they did with disney or another oh. continuation oh so yeah or i don't know they might be biding their time um i would love that well i just thought um i don't know if there's still isn't ubisoft still working on that star wars game or did that get scrapped that's still happening yes maybe we'll get something of that maybe? i know they teased a lot of assassin's creed yeah. Um, so, of course, I, you know, we love that shit. Uh, we'd love to see that. And of course, Skull and Bones. Come on. Let's see it for real. Let's oh. fucking go. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, they have. Even a... if it's bad, put it out <laughs> so at least we're done. <laughs> put it out. Yeah, they they pushed it back again. So let's, you know, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope for the best. Um, and uh, Pokemon DLT for everyone else, you know, you guys fucking love Pokemon. Um, so I think I'd be way too, way too early for that, but that'd be that'd be interesting to see an announcement. Um, or just like one big video, it's like we're fixing it. Don't worry. <laughs> I would personally love to see a resurgence of a exploration Digimon game. Oh, anything of the Zoids variety. Oh. Or Metabots. Those are my three biggest shots in the dark that probably won't happen. Wow. The triple threats of not happening. But I'm going to have high hopes that there's they've been revisiting properties. I mean, dude, if anything we see with Gundam Evolution, those three could be touched. I'm just putting it out there. Bruh. I know someone out there. <laughs> Bruh, imagine a sick ass Metabot like action game. 
I've, I've surprisingly been hearing like metabots more often lately, so that'd People be kind of sitting on it. They've compared comparing it to Pokemon of all things. I guess you metabots. Can. No, right? I'm like, it's just a Pokemon rehash, and I'm like, what? <laughs> How dare you? If anything, I always considered like metabots to be like Beyblade, but with like actual robots. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's uh. I mean, I would love for them to Gundam Evolution is flex and say, yo. Fucking burning Gundam's coming, but that that's a Whoa. that's a whole nother shot in the dark. Oh, uh, that's me. What about you, Brian? What are your you have any wild predictions or reveals you want to? Um, I knowing the Game Awards and knowing Jeff Keighley's relationships, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we would see something more about uh, Hideo Kojima's next game. Oh yeah, he teased it a little bit. They're fucking like, best fuck friends. Up. Like I feel like now would be the time to actually like show off a little bit more. Cause Hideo Kojima's been like slowly like teasing like people that are in like the actors are gonna be in the game. Yeah. And we know that's gonna be on Xbox. It's gonna be oh, an yeah. Xbox game. So Shit, if we could if we could just see some random ass wild fucking trailer or something, or just like some kind of announcement from that, that'd be sick. Um Metal Gear 7. <laughs> Vengeance God. 2, Brian. Revengeance. Don't two. don't tease me. Don't tease me like that. I, I would love a revengeance too, and I know it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Not while Konami's involved. Oh uh, I would it would be nice to see. Um, maybe we would get like a little bit of gameplay for uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, since it's coming. It's coming out like at the early half of next year. It would be really nice to see some gameplay, since the we already got the trailer. Um, and right now, Assassin's Creed has all the big hype because they're you know. They just released the last chapter for, you know, Valhalla, the ending of Eivor's story. And so this and they actually also just announced that they're releasing a little bit of game um, content that is supposed to help um, transition from Valhalla to Mirage. Which is sick because they they did something like this for um, for Odyssey and Valhalla last year. And so it seems like they're starting to go on a trend where they want to kind of have transitional content between both games, which would be sick. Um, so yeah, a little bit of Mirage gameplay would be nice. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get something Nintendo related, um, whether it's gonna be. Hopefully, it'd be cool if they do like another like Mario game. Like if we get a Mario Odyssey, which I, this is going to be like on like the very far end of like, not so likely what feels like it'd probably be more likely would maybe be another Zelda trailer of some kind, or just like Zelda like thing, because we're, we're getting close to that too. I mean, it's a little bit farther away, but we're getting close to it. It's supposed to come out next year. Um, but, oh, the the one thing I'm really, really hoping that I get to see 
they announced it two years ago or two game awards ago. They had a trailer last year. Let's get a release date for Hellblade 2. My <laughs> my most anticipated game for the Xbox, Hellblade 2. Let's get a release date. We've seen we've seen a lot of it. I'd love to see more of it, but I just want to have it in front of me with my controller in my hand. I'm ready for that game to come out. Uh, and you know, I just remembered before we continue. Hmm. A certain game came back from the dead not too long ago. I wonder if they're gonna tease the future of a possible Evolve Two. Just saying, they did. Uh, oh yeah, Shot in the Dark. They reactivated the the servers that's right that would be wild it'd be kind of like like a a sleeper it'd be like a a dark horse announcement just like yeah i'll throw that one in all right that's it just that'd be that'd be that'd be be wild but yeah thursday all our answers or all our questions will be answered or even questions we didn't know we had yet um but of course that's the speculative announcements that are going to happen at the game awards. There's also going to be awards Joel. I didn't know yeah. if you, I didn't I didn't know if you knew that. There's going to be awards at this award show. Yeah, well, I I mean <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at some of the titles like all right, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, God of War, Elden Ring like <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's uh let's take a look, shall we? Um of course, if you're only listening to the audio version, uh, right now, I have pulled up here what is the uh, 2022 Game Awards nominees list. You can see all is the, the different... Website too? This is the Game Awards website. Um, now, let's let's do this list in, in reverse, Joel. Let's start from the bottom up, end with the Game of the Year. So... Of course, there's going to be the first ones that I feel like we're not going to be really interested in, but we're going to take a look here. We're going to have best esports event. See that? Yep. Recognizing an event across single or multi multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants and the broadcast audience. I don't know why that was hard for me to say. That's so weird. Okay. But. We have Evo 2022. We have League of Legends World Championship 2022. The PLG Major Antwerp. 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 I haven't even heard of this game. I haven't even heard of this play. I don't know what that is. The 2022 Midseason Invitational. And the Valorant Championships 2022. Antwerp is for Counter-Strike, just so you know. Interesting. Okay. I looked it up. Thank you. I looked it up. Thank you. Um, I mean, I know what I would vote for, just because I am a fighting game boy. Evo was pretty hype this year. Um, although it's unfortunate we couldn't have Marcelo on the podcast because he was actually at the League of Legends World Championship, and it was actually in the mm-hmm. Bay Area too, which is wild. Um, but. I always feel like League of Legends always has like the big pomp and circumstance. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won this. But at the end of the day, like I said, this is a sort of Evo too. This is like an eh category for us for the most part. 
Um, let's say we, we we chose Evo. We'll see what Thursday let's tells say, us. Let's show, choose Evo. Um, we have the best esports coaches. Um, it's safe to say we have no idea who the fuck these people are. Not to I'm say guess, that though, it's gonna be Blade, who's been on Counter Strike. That's my guess. If I'm gonna throw in a guess, okay. Not to say that all these people are probably very accomplished in the games that they they uh, they coach, but not for us. Um, best esports team: Dark Zero Esports for Apex Legends, Phase Clan for CS:GO, Gen G for League of Legends. LA Thieves for Call of Duty and Loud for Valorant. Wow, I'm actually I'm not surprised, but I'm actually a little surprised there isn't an Overwatch team on it this same, year. Same. Um Yeah. This is kind of a crapshoot. I don't have no idea. Uh I've heard of Face Clan. I've heard of them. Oh, Face Clan is like the big Yeah. The big deal. I'm gonna say Apex Legends. Underdog. <laughs> oh, maybe. Either that or loud for Valorant, because Valorant people like Valorant, yeah, yeah. right? People love Valorant. Yeah. And then best esports athlete. Uh let's see. Oh god, I'm probably gonna butcher this name. I am sorry. Jong Kobe Jihu for uh from uh League of Legends. Lee Faker saying he, oh God, I am I am so sorry. My dyslexia is not helping me either. Uh, let's see, Finn, Kerrigan, Anderson for Phase Clan, Oxander Simple. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name. I am sorry, Simple, and Jacob Yay, Whitaker for Valorant. Um, again, I don't know, but congratulations to the nominees. Best e- Kerrigan gets it. Hey, there you go. Best esports game, though, uh, Counter Strike, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League is actually on the list this year. Hell yeah, and then Valorant. Um, I think just because of the more recent popularity, I would probably say Valorant might win. But I kind of want to go with Rocket League just because, you know, Rocket League is an older game, but, you know, they've been able to kind of stick stick their ground and, you know, to have them on the list. That's fucking sick. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that's esports games. Okay, now we're. Now we're kind of getting into the the known territory, at least for us. So we have the most anticipated game, which is kind of weird that this is the category to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Final Fantasy sixteen. We have Hogwarts Legacy. The Resident Evil Four remake, Starfield, and then Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Now, Joel. I feel like I know what your answer might be, but I want to ask you: Who do you think could win out of this list? Uh, Starfield or Legend of Zelda? That's okay. definitely top two. I feel like 
Hogwarts Legacy could be worth mentioning because people it is like based on the character creation, it seems pretty cool what you could do, even though the legacy of Harry Potter is kind of, you know, like a lot of things mixed bag now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I mean, Final Fantasy as well is just so damn popular. I, I think for me personally, Starfield or Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Queen. So I don't know. That, that, that's me. I, what about you? What do you think? I mean, I would have to agree just because everybody's been wanting the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And we're getting that. Starfield has been talked about for a while. And we just got to see a little bit of gameplay from it from the. Um, summer game fest this year and you know the hype is still real but of course i kind of don't want to rule out the resident evil 4 remake just because so many people like ever since they did the remake for two true all everybody was talking about was four like we need a remake for four we need make remake for four and now it's a thing it's 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 real um but yeah i'd say like you said, Starfield or Tears of the Kingdom probably are the better bets, but I would say Resident Evil 4 is probably a close third. Uh, not to say, like, you know, Hogwarts Legacy, like, like diehard uh, Harry Potter and, like, Wizarding World fans are probably going to love it. Mm-hmm. There is that little bit of stink on it, though, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard. And then Final Fantasy uh, 16, you know, I probably would try playing it, but I feel like I would probably go um, play Remake first. But this game seems cool. But yeah, definitely Starfield or or Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. We got Best Adaptation, uh, Arcane League of Legends from the Netflix series, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners from the Netflix as well as the Cuphead show, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, and the Uncharted movie. This one, for me, is actually a little bit harder. Because um, you know me, I love me some Sonic, and Sonic 2 was really good, at least for me. And good. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. It was a good Sonic movie. Good. It's honestly one of the best video game adaptation films. Both of them, they're really good. Yeah. Even with the whole ugly Sonic debacle. <laughs> so the weird thing is, is that these are all very different. And it's not that... four of them are good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't really say much about Uncharted. I didn't watch that movie. But like, like, let's just say like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 might have a chance just because it is like the movie and it is the most widely... Yeah released property out of out of the five here but let's just let's just uh focus on the like, netflix shows for a moment like look at all of them you have the very arti- netflix. Fuck. right you have the very artistic and like stylized like arcane which is a very good show like it was it's a very like you have even if you're not a league of legends fan like the show itself is just really good i've heard um, amazing things in arcane i haven't heard of cyberpunk i not not heard i haven't seen edge runners yet but i heard it was really good and it has that like nice um it's by studio trigger so it's like you have good like animation there and it was so good it got people to go back to playing cyberpunk again 
mm-hmm. which is wild. And then you have Cuphead, which is more of the, you know, if you played Cuphead or if you watched any of the old, you know, cartoons from back in the day, you know, you have that style. And so it's like, it's just three different shows that are very different. And it's like, it's hard to kind of pick like, like how, how do they explain this? Recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. And it's shows versus movies too, which I think is a real interesting thing to pit against each other. I feel like they, they should have done like adaptive cinema and adaptive serial show. I mean, um, you don't have, when it comes to video game adaptations, you don't really get much of a choice. <laughs> true too. Or good, let alone good ones. But here we have four good ones and a movie. So, I mean, <laughs> um, it's, okay, I'm gonna, I'll shit on Uncharted all day, but the best part about Uncharted was not Marky Mark. I'm gonna say it was, it was fun. Oh. If you take Marky Mark out, it's honestly, <laughs> it's like 10 times better. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay. It's, it's fun. Turn your brain off fun. Um, but yeah, Sonic 2 waves better, you know, like leagues better, okay. you know? All right. And I don't know. So, Joel, let's say if you're on the committee, which which we're not, let's be perfectly clear. If you're on the committee that had to vote, and it's like, okay, Joel, you have to pick one. You know, which one would you, which one would you think would win? Sanic. 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 I mean, I know that the other three are probably really good, but. I didn't see them yet, and I, they're just on the back burner for me. Mm-hmm. All our friends have checked them out, and they praised them. I just haven't gotten to them. Yeah, I mean, my heart, my heart goes with Sonic, just because. But I feel like with recency bias, like there is Cyberpunk, but then Arcane, just as it is, is like a marvel as far as like animation goes. So I want I want Sonic to win. I feel like Sonic deserves to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if Arcane wins. Even though even though it is I guess technically, I don't remember when Char- Uncharted came out, but I think Arcane is like the oldest out of the list as far as like release date, but people still talk about it. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Arcane won, but yeah, I'm pulling for Sonic, hopefully. Uh, best... Arcane was 2021. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, best debut indie um, for best debut game created by a new independent studio. We have uh, Neon White from Angel Matrix and Annapurna. Narc Norco from uh, Geography of Robots and Raw Fury. You have Stray from Blue 12 Studios and Annapurna. And you have Tunic from Tunic Team and Finji. And then Vampire Survivors by Ponkel? Uh, Ponkel? Probably pronouncing that wrong. Um. Out of all the games that are on this list, I've only played Tunic for a little bit. Um, as 
cute as it is, though, I don't think it's going to win. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's going to go to Stray. You think so? That internet power is pretty strong. Tunic yeah. was pretty fun, though. So that's I mean, the thing. Fun like, looking. I, should have, I, should, I didn't play it, but it looks see, it looked more of the same. Mm-hmm. Of light fun. So that's the thing. Like, it's weird because I've heard so many people talk about how good Vampire Survivors is. Like, so, like Shit. some people have like not jokingly said like Vampire Survivors was their game of the year. Oh wow! Uh, so, and Neon White. I heard it was pretty good too. I heard it was a fun game. Uh, I guess. I guess it would probably be up to between Stray and Vampire Survivors. I. I'm kind of leaning on Vampire Survivors just based off what I've heard about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the power the power of Cat wins the day. Yeah. Alright. On to content creator of the year. Which is a little bit funny. Um got Carl Jacobs, Lou Wig, Nebellion, which is a, a very ironic choice because recently Nebelli just quit or had to had to stop doing their uh social media reportings and stuff like that, which is very sad. So this is kind of like almost like a post. <laughs> Post-humorous addition. Uh, Nobru and QT Cinderella. So, I only know two of these. Maybe it's just because we're getting old. I don't even fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've heard of QT Cinderella and Carl Jacobs, maybe. I I don't know. Like, I know Ludwig. I've seen Ludwig a lot. And I know Nebelian just from, you know, all of their reportings on Twitter. And it was really sad when they had to announce that they had to stop because they, you know, it was just, they couldn't make it, you know, profitable for a career, unfortunately. So, like, a part of me kind of wants... Nebellion to win just to be like hey man we appreciate what you did for us I know it was really hard to try to make it self-sustaining but you know we appreciate all the the video game reporting that you've done over the years so I I feel like I feel like I would have to go for Nebellion just because I feel like just give give them like one last hurrah as they walk out the door stand with you on that one all right. So this one's actually interesting. Best multiplayer game of the year. We've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Didn't even this know it was multiplayer. <laughs> this is a very uh interesting lineup. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, Joel, we've played Overwatch 2. The same fucking thing with one less tank. 
Yeah. So. Nothing really fresh about it. Nothing uh, really fresh about it. Does it have a ping? I don't remember. Does it have a ping system? Overwatch 2? Yes, it does. Okay. They 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 made sure to add the ping system. Okay. Um, Shredder's Revenge is pretty sick. Um, couch co-op online is pretty fun. Splatoon 3 um, is okay. It had kind of a weird start. And it hasn't re- hasn't really picked up steam as much as I like people thought it would. Like it kind of, like talk about it kind of died down a little bit, unfortunately. Um Modern Warfare 2 has the most recency bias and depending who you ask cuz this is the first Call of Duty that they implemented the um the skill-based matchmaking. Yep. <laughs> And so, depending on who you are, that's either a positive or a minus. But also, they just released Warzone, so that's even more adding to like the recency bias. Mm-hmm. Um, Multiverse has had so much steam kicking up, but then it really died down super quick, uh, which is unfortunate because it's 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 nice, but at the beginning it just kind of stalled real fast probably have to go with modern warfare 2 like yeah it's certainly it's, pretty it looks right versus because it's actually kind of different it is pretty different um yeah this one's kind of like an up in the air i guess it just depends on how People voted. Yeah, and you know, couch co-op is always great. Can't go wrong with that, but we don't really... I mean, that's like the only game that has it, and I mean, none of us got it. We certainly didn't try to play couch co-op with that. Not yet, anyway. I I don't see Gundam Evolution on here. That's my problem. (laughs) That's too recent. Didn't meet the cutoff point. I feel like Overwatch 2 has it. Overwatch always, always had a lot of steam better for worse it mm-hmm. is the most popular games and for reason you know so true also to say hey oda james in the chat welcome just talking about your game yeah um this category i feel like is one of those kind of like we just need to throw these things together category uh best sports slash racing game oh yeah yeah we got F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Ollie <laughs> Um No offense to any of these games, except for maybe Gran Turismo 7, but. Or Ollie Ollie World, but this feels like a, a nothing category this year. I mean, if you really like sports, it's probably a big deal. Um, I just remember I know, uh, my but one of my buddies is playing an NBA Two K Twenty Three, so I guess I'll go with that. But I know FIFA's damn popular too. Maybe with the oh, World yeah. Cup, it's even there's a resurgence. So no. all I all I know is that Gran Turismo Seven had the <laughs> probably the worst launch that a Gran Turismo game has had. They had so many 
like issues with like all of like the microtransactions and stuff like that. <laughs> like I actually forgot that like Gran Turismo 7 came out until this list came up. Um but yeah. Uh you you say NBA, you know. Hard to deny yeah. the NBA. Best sim slash strategy game. Uh, we got Dune Spice Wars. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. It's your vote. I know it. Total War, Warhammer 3. Uh, Two Point Campus and Victoria 3. I'm... I don't know. What do you think? Fuck, man. I haven't played a strategy game in <laughs> years. I, I I, mean, not the movie. I mean, Warhammer is a, a very popular, you know, for those who play with the minis and stuff. I, I've never heard of Two Point Campus. I just looked up Victoria 3. It's probably going to go to Warhammer or, or Mario Rabbids, honestly. Surprise! Mario Rabbit is even on that list. To be honest, is it a strategy game? It's a strategy game. It's definitely a strategy game. I feel like it would probably have the most wider audience compared to the other f- four on this list. Also, there's Mario in it, so that's like an extra bonus. Yahoo! So yeah, I'd probably say Mario Rabbids. Um. Best family game, aka the Nintendo Award. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo. Um, Nintendo. Kirby, we got Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. I'm not going to hesitate. I say that this is Kirby's year. Kirby should win this category, if anything else. Because Kirby and Forgotten Lands was a fantastic game. Took Kirby into a new direction. The game itself looked fucking beautiful. It was a lot of fun. Um, no offense to the other games on this list, except for maybe Mario plus Rabbids. Um, Maximum offense. Switch Switch Sports is fine. It kind of... Kind of... Um, rub people a little bit the wrong way just because um some of the content got had to be pushed back a little bit already talked about splatoon 3 um maybe just like the lego star wars power that's what i'm thinking the win because lego star wars skywalker Saga is a really fun and good game don't get me wrong but like I am showing my little bit of bias, but also just because I think Kirby of Grantland is just such a good game that I kind of want it to win. See, we'll see. All right, best fighting game. So this one in the fighting game community, this one is a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, you got DNF Duel. You got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, King of Fighters uh, 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. 
Sifu, the the single player action game has fighting. And you 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 punch and kick things, therefore it is a fighting game. Don't give me I haven't played it yet. I do want to play it now that I have a PS5. I've heard nothing but great things about Sifu. It sounds like a very fun game. It it should not have been in this category. Like, yes, it's been a slow year for fighting games, but like you could have just thrown in like some bullshit entry that at least was made sense. Um as far as who might win this, um maybe overall popularity you have multiverses, but I feel like it, at least in the fighting game community, um King of Fighters has been popping off a little bit. DNF Duel's been popping off. Um shout out to JoJo. They remade um a game that came out in the PS3 that I, I played back in the day. Um they did change it up, so they actually they actually made it more Marvel style, which is kind of weird. Um but shout out to Jojo for being here. You know what's up? Um This I feel like I just want to say it's real. Like I feel like for the fighting game section I feel like this is probably going to be the hardest to judge on just because not everybody is a fighting game, like a hardcore fighting game player. Huh. So it's so hard to predict what's actually going to win and what should win. Because you can ask you can ask anybody in the fighting game community and they can tell you exactly who they think should win. Mm. But you have to remember, so many other people are voting in this that necessarily are not deep in the trenches, in the sweat pits. Uh... So if I had to make my prediction, if it's based off of just the majority, I could see multiverses maybe squeaking out with the win. Um, that too. Just based off of people within the community that I've seen play a lot, I could see DNF Duel probably winning. Just based off of kind of pseudo-recent but like, still, like it's an arc system game, so it's a good looking game and it looks a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Do you do you have anything to uh to add to this category? Uh, I think yeah, multiverses uh might win. Uh, I'm gonna throw it uh, underdog. I'm gonna throw it to King of Fighters. Oh, okay. Solid choice. Not bad. Oh, that's right. Jameson and chat made a good point. Sifu, I think they are trying to make a movie for Sifu, which would be actually really neat. Oh. Get like get like a good like martial arts like director for that movie. Oh, that would be sick. Hell yeah. I'd watch that. Uh best role playing uncharted, right? Oh maybe. Best role playing game. Um, we have Elden Ring, li Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus is here. A fun, 
I don't think it'll be Elden Ring, though. No. No way. Uh, Triangle Strategy and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I mean... It's probably going to be Elden Ring, right? That's my thought. That thing, that thing dominated and still dominates. Yeah. Like, I can see an argument made for Xenoblade. Um... There is a, a sizable audience that really loves Live Alive. Um, the great game on zone. But I mean, Elden Ring is, especially since I think some Elden Ring content comes out tomorrow. So like Elden Ring has been in like the cultural zeitgeist for this almost entire year. Uh-huh. And it hasn't slowed down. So this might be one of Elden Ring's first awards of the night. For sure. Um, best action adventure game. We got a Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. We'll need to play Horizon 1. Fuck. I think it's tied between Ragnarok and Plague Tale. I see a lot of people really enjoying the adventure of Plague Tale, but also, I mean... Ragnarok just came out, and of course, you know, people dove into that of, and you know, this without even playing. It's it's amazing, you know, it, it's they'll do things. That's interesting because I think it's between God of War and Horizon. Like, mixed things about that, but I mean, maybe I was, I heard from the wrong people. I don't know. It's probably still a great like, game. I just. Like, God of War is God of War. Yeah, you can't, you can't. <laughs> deny that um however i think if if horizon is to win anything this year i feel like this is the category it has to win or this is the category it only has the chance of winning in um even though i really love god of war like i really love god of war I kind of hope that Horizon wins because I feel bad because Horizon Zero Dawn got overshadowed by Breath of the Wild and I kind of hope it does it doesn't get overshadowed again cuz like I I I for the most part enjoyed Zero Dawn. I haven't finished it. It's not it doesn't vibe with me 100%, but you know, I can see why a lot of people really love this franchise. And it'd be kind of sad to have it get snubbed again because of other big games that came out around that time. So this one, this one will be actually a very interesting category to see who wins. Best action game. Um, we got Bayonetta 3, which we've talked about a lot in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for action, best action game. We have Neon White. We have Sifu, which is here. And then uh, Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Joel. One of these things does not look like the other. One of these things has a fucking <laughs> AK. <laughs> so this is this is another weird category. Um, 
So uh, best best fuck. best action game according to Game Awards for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. Very vague. That is pretty vague. But let's look at the thing. We have Bayonetta 3, which is a strict like a character action game. You have Neon White, which is kind of like a a runner, like action-oriented game. You have Seafood, which is strictly a fucking action game. And then you have Shredder's Revenge, which is a like a it's a side scroller beat him up like action mm. game. Call of Duty, like when you think of Call of Duty, do you think action game or do you think first person shooter? First person shooter. Yeah. So probably gonna win though. That's the, that's the thing that uh that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like I don't like yeah, there's a big possibility it might win just because it's popular, but like best action game? Like I know there hasn't been that many shooters, but like it, Like I would really kind of hope that Sifu would win this because I feel like it deserves it. I think so. It stands out. It's it's it's, it's, it's different. It's different. It, yeah, it's different. Like Neon White is also very different. But, like, I think as far as just, like, what Sifu did in its game and, like, it's is still being talked about still. And, I mean, Neon White is very recent still and it's very good. But, like, Call of Duty, I don't know. That's a that's a weird one. But yeah. Hopefully Sifu would win that. Um this one is actually going to be very interesting. Best VR and AR game. Uh, After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Um, I mean, we talked about it before. We're not really in the VR market at the moment. So I kind of just want to throw my hat at Among Us just because it's Among Us. Yeah. And now it's in VR. So that's it. Um, now this one's actually going to be interesting. Uh, innovation and accessibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the, me the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Um, so this is actually going to be a very interesting category because I'm not too familiar with the quarry and as dust falls. Um, the last of us part two had a lot of, um, like accessibility features. And I know that they added even more for part for the remake of part one. God of war wreck and wreck also has a lot of good, um accessibility features um and i know monkey island has some too i i would actually kind of lean towards last of us part one just because like i said like two had a lot and i think the remake of one just had a lot more as far as accessibility wondering what like is there a list of things that they did 
that gives the innovation and accessibility or is it on what are they new things they're making or things they added like that's what i want to know but on the website they don't have a list but i'm sure like if we look up the games individually um we could find out yeah but i know at least for for sony like sony has been really actually pushing a lot of their games to try to be more accessible recently which is yeah. which is great i think all all game studios should really be doing that to be honest but yeah, yeah um i actually think last of us might win this one which is cool truthfully it's truthfully like this this category is just kind of like a a category to show like hey look all these games are trying to push push forward and making games more accessible to everybody which is which is fantastic yep okay let's see we're we're getting close to the end uh best community support now joel i know you, you might be a little bit biased on this one so we're gonna we're gonna take this as it comes um apex legends Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. What are your opinions? Uh, I mean, I don't really play Apex anymore. I can't even really get a fair pulse on it. I assume it's still very popular and has a good following. I mean, you know my thoughts on Destiny 2. I, I gave a fucking essay to one of our friends today in the chat, whether he wanted it or not. Um, Final Fantasy XIV also has a really big following. Fortnite, of course, huge following, huge community support of all ages. I gotta say too, you know that that's what's I think good about that. Of course, No Man's Sky. I mean, I played it this year for the first time. It was fun. I didn't think it had that big of community support, but uh, it's on the list. So, No Man's Sky has been doing a great job of giving out free updates, like True. more recently. Um. So I can definitely see it being a contender. Now you being in like the des like you're you're hardline into Destiny too. Oh yeah. Do you hate that game? <laughs> Playing it tomorrow. <laughs> That's the joke everyone makes. Could you make an argument that out of these five games, like Destiny Two has been like the best this year as far as community? I mean, like put out good content i feel like the community's been fucking awful to destiny <laughs> not gonna lie uh, you know uh going after creators harassing them finding their information uh not this year last year yeah it's unfortunate because i you know it's a mixed bag this year but i always find myself of course me like i thought their content was amazing so far but you know fans are fans and mm -hmm. you know one one creator says one thing and fucking three thousand people flip their lid um, as much as I love Destiny, I, I think it has to go to Fortnite, honestly. Oh. You know, because when a Destiny updates come, people are excited. But I know when a Fortnite update comes, you're on it. Like, you are in it. Uh, you know, you, you know, I'll tell people about Destiny. Like, All right, cool. You know, the fervor and passion people have for, for Fortnite is far. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's genuine. Destiny 2, I think, been around for a while, you know. Bruh. I am not going to lie. Chapter 4 just came out this past Sunday. I cannot tell you 
how excited I got that there's vaulting in Fortnite now. You could fucking leap over obstacles. It's fucking <laughs> great. I love it. It's so stupid because like we've had it since since Gears One. We've had vaulting since back in the 360 days. So I don't know why it got me so excited to have it in Fortnite, but it did. I don't know what I don't know what they do to get me that excited. And you got Doom Guy and you got Doom Slayer and Geralt in the game now, and you're gonna get Deku oh. eventually. Fortnite's fucking wild. Licensing, who their their legal team and licensing team. Holy shit! You know? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. God. Fucking nerds or good marketing <laughs> and advertising research, I guess at least. Mm. I think it's gonna go to Fortnite. I love you, Destiny, but uh, okay. I don't think you. <laughs> okay. I think when Lightfall comes around, yeah, everyone's gonna love you, but not right now. All right, like I can't. I can't deny Fortnite is a powerhouse. Um. It's nice to have No Man's Sky mentioned, and of course, Final Fantasy fourteen has a big audience, so that's also in the running. So we'll, we will see. We will see for this. Best mobile game. Uh, Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. All have phones, don't you? We got all phones. All phones. Um, uh, Marvel Snap or Apex. Oh, no, sorry. Snap oh. Genshin. Okay. I change it. Um since Marvel Snap is the only one I've played on this list, I I will have to go for Marvel Snap also just because it's very fun. I played it on stream. I had a fun time. Um Genshin Impact is still going strong. Like we we know people that play it almost every day. Um I haven't heard too much about Apex Legends Mobile. I don't know how good that is and we all know the the microtransaction pit that is Diablo Immortal, which is unfortunate because from what I heard, it's a really good game. It's just drowned in microtransactions. Um, so yeah. My vote's Marvel Snap, but I wouldn't be surprised if Genshin wins the day. Yep. We got Best Indie. Uh... Got Cult of Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I'm just going to say it's right now. Uh, Cult of the Lamb better win. Like, yeah. not only, like, best of indie, like, Cult of the Lamb is in my top five games of, of this year. Like, whenever Different we... Different and fun enough. Honestly. Yeah. Like, just the idea of Cult of the Lamb, I think, is just so out there. Not like out there, but like it's just it it has something about it that just like makes you want to keep playing it. Um Yeah. Like when whenever we get to our like end of the year content, like this will definitely be in my top five. So I'm very biased. Um But yeah, I think Holden Lamb's gonna win. So Okay. All right, Joel. Here, here's one that I want to get your opinion on. Uh, best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. 
that's a whew, that's a list, man. Um, honestly, um, fuck, I I just I don't know. Uh, my heart is with you know what my heart's with, but uh, oh, I know, I know. Um, fuck, it's honestly. Fuck, I. It's hard. <laughs> it's very it hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, like let's 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 break it down a little bit. Um, you know, I honestly haven't heard. Like, I know Apex Legends just got recently a new legend, the playable. But I feel like out of the five, this one's probably the least talked about as of recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Titanfall 3, that's why. Yeah. Now, Fortnite has the most advantage at this moment just because, like I said, they just started mm-hmm. Chapter 4 this past weekend. And so I can guarantee you a lot of people up until Thursday who haven't voted yet will be voting for Fortnite, maybe. Um, Genshin has its its loyal fan base. Final Fantasy fourteen has its loyal fan base. Um in your opinion, does Destiny 2 have any edge over the other three at this story, moment? But even then, like, story can't save it, you know? I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. They're all really good contenders. I'll, I mean, I'll say I'll vote for Destiny, but it's probably going to be Fortnite or Genshin, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, definitely, it's definitely really hard, especially now that we've gotten so far into a lot of these like games as a service games and like ongoing yeah. games. Um it's hard to be the epic money. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't deny saying that we haven't had some really good times this year with Destiny 2, just as far as like the Witch Queen expansion goes. Pirate shoot. Hell Pirate yeah. shoot. So we will see. Okay, we're at the we're at the top eight. Of the categories. We're almost there, Joel. We got games for impact. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning and message. Got a memoir blue. As Dusk Falls. Citizen Sleeper. Endling Extinction is Forever. Hindsight. And I was a teenage existential uh, exocolonist. Okay. Um, I personally don't have much experience with any of these games. Same. Um, I heard some really good things about Hindsight. Heard things about As Dusk Falls, funny enough. but That too. I'm going to say, just for me, Extinction is Forever Endling. The title alone is like, damn, right in your face. <laughs> the point. To me, uh, but I feel like only because the only one I know, yeah, is probably as Dusk Falls. Yeah, I got. I'm sure whoever wins this one, I think it would be a very well deserved win. Okay, this one, uh, best performance, uh, awarded to an individual for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. 
at Ashley Birch for as Aloy for Horizon Zero West, uh, for Horizon Forbidden West. Um, we got Charlotte McBurney for a Plague Tale Requiem. Of course, we got Kratos himself, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok. Um, for Immortality, we have uh, Man Engage. And then we have the boy himself, uh, Sonny Suljic uh, for God of War Ragnarok as Atreus. Boy, this one's <laughs> this one's rough. Um, cause, like I said, like this whole game awards show is going to be based off of recency bias for the most part. Yeah, it's like no, like I I feel like everybody here did a fantastic job at in their respective games. Like Ashley Birch is a very well known voice voice actor in her own right played many cool characters in video games and anime alike or just cartoons in general but I mean like this is my bias talking but like god Christopher Sonny is doing excellent work in Ragnarok and expect nothing less like I can't like I would have to lean towards Judge just because it's Kratos. But it's like I think I feel oh, like yeah. either of them can win. You know, I think like Ashley, Ashley could also possibly win as well. But that's just because, you know, we've been around like we've been like taking in her work for so long that it was like she's just really good at what she does. But like, God, the performance in God of War Ragnarok is just top notch and it'd be kind of nice to see at least one of them get an award you know I think uh, Kratos is going to win but you know, I think Alloy should win <laughs> that's, okay. that's what I think fair enough it's really hard to pick your favorite Especially, there's just a lot of good actors this year. Ooh, this next year. category, though, Ooh, that's even best audio design. God, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, we got Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, and Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> this is so interesting because they're also like unique in their own they're like, all ways. powerhouses too um i i think i'm i'm gonna give it to elden ring or horizon because uh three of them are sequels you know mm -hmm. they have stuff to build upon i mean so is horizon but horizon at, at least is more different than the others mm -hmm. i mean elden ring is, is you know it is like dark souls but it's still different kind of fantasy setting and you know there's been five god of wars seven gran turismos a bazillion call of duties you know I, I feel like those two at least in my mind stand out that's fair that's fair enough um i know people have been making fun of like oh you know yeah it, call of duty you have to have those really good gun noises but like 
to be fair, they do they do take the effort in yep. like the accuracy of like the the noises they make. Um Elden Ring, I could see a big argument for that. Um of course there's my bias for God of War. But from what I've heard, like Horizon Forbidden West, I heard is just a really good sounding game. So I feel I feel like I have to go with you on Horizon there. Best score in music. This one. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellslinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I have to go with God of War. Bear McCurry's music is just so good. He's such a great composer. But like, if you look at like a game like Metal Health Slinger, just on like the feet of getting so many metal bands that agree to work on one game, is also like a feat in and of, in of itself. I can't. I I don't want to be unfair <laughs> to any of these. I would have right? to truly listen to their soundtracks, uh, especially being you know, music musically inclined person myself. So I mm. I, I can't. I can't fair. I mean, the other ones I'll cast whatever as a gamer, but this one I special place in my heart. I got. I can't. I don't know. I can't. Okay. Well, I'm you know, going. God of War was good. Good. It is I, good. I haven't listened to it so. God of War for me. Best art direction. Um, we got this. So this is at the point of the time where we're seeing a lot of very recurring games here. So we got yeah, Elden yeah. Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn. And stray. I will say, uh, you know, we're kind of familiar with some of these. I, I just because, again, I'm I'm going for like what's different. I think scorn is fucking gross. Honestly, <laughs> it, it is very nasty. gross. <laughs> it's it's different. Honestly, like it's a fucking gross adventure shooter, right? Um, from mm-hmm. what I've seen in the trailer, I haven't played it, of course. Um, but based on you know, it's it's disgusting. But that's. <laughs> It's actually different, you know? Like, mm-hmm. God of War, it's what we expect. Elden Ring, same thing. Horizon, you know, a little bit too. Stray is, is pretty different too. It's like a adventure cat game, you know? You yeah. Know, power the cat, the internet and all that. But still, different enough, you know? It's not a cat with a fucking AK reload and <laughs> to pay your respects, you know? Oh, wow. That would be um, a no very different to, game. <laughs> you know, no disrespect to Call of Duty that years I spent playing it, but it's, I got to give it to those two. Okay, that's that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, like, yeah, I agree. Like, Scorn is definitely not a game for me at all, but it is like the most weirdest, different out of the others. So I could see that possibly winning. Um, a lot of arguments for Elden Ring as well. I feel like a lot of people would have arguments. Um, yeah, this one would be a little bit hard. Um, Scorn would definitely be like the dark horse of this category for sure. So we will see about that. All right. Last three. The top three categories. Three, baby. Best narrative. We have A Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, and Immortality. Uh, 
Big tail and God of War done. Those two. The see, yeah, God of I War. mean, God of War is gonna win. See, this is so, this is just a hard thing because all these games have somewhat different styles of narrative storytelling. So is this this is like the up up to interpretation like category. Um, yeah. Like I know a lot of people are going to be fighting for Elden Ring. I'm going to be fighting for God of War just because I love it so much. Like Tales shouldn't be overlooked either. Like all these shouldn't be overlooked. So it's going to be really hard. This is just, this is a crapshoot. <laughs> all right, category two: best game direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Uh, pretty much the same. We got Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality, and Stray. Uh, I Immortality is a little bit innovative because it's like an interactive video movie game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that that is different. Um, but I again, um. It, this is all tough, honestly. It, it is tough. It's it's probably going to be God of War, though. I mean, <laughs> God of War, Elden Ring, probably what's going to be because it's the video game awards. You know, it's a video game movie. I don't know. That it's like the first kind that so, I can think of. I don't know. I know I've been like on the boat for God of War. However, for for this category, I can see Elden Ring maybe being the one that wins, only because. For a lot of people, this is like the culmination of all of like the Souls like video games, uh-huh. and it being like the open world, you know, Dark Souls game. You, like yeah. you have all this different like creativity going on within in the space. Just as like a fan of that genre, I could see like God of War is very good, but like I said earlier in the podcast, it is more but better so it hasn't really changed much of how it plays it's still mostly the same it's still great and gorgeous and wonderful but it's not too different Elden Ring I feel like as far as like the big games go like this is the most different like this genre has been it's huge and it's It's huge so I could see I could see Elden Ring squeaking out in this one um okay joel big one the big one big one game of the year brian you go first who's who's taking it without thinking first first thing that comes to mind who's taking it without missing a beat i mean i'm i'm voting for god of war that's me like honestly, this this category should really be who who did it better, Elden Ring or God of War, Ragnarok. <laughs> like, no offense to Plague Tale, Horizon, Stray, or Xenoblade. Like, Elden Ring and God of War is the game that everybody's been talking about this entire year. Like, mm-hmm. Horizon for a little bit, but like, literally, the beginning of the year was Elden Ring, and everybody else was like, "Okay, when's God? Like, we need God of War. We're like, when's God of War coming?" Like we want God of War, and so it's just oh, it's so it's so tough. It's so tough. Like I want God of War to win, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if Elden Ring wins, but I want God of War to win. That's just me. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a lot of uh, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. However, Joel, we I think we will all win because in game of uh, the Game Awards fashion, we will get that Game of the Year medley they do before they announce it, where they just mash up all the games together in a nice orchest- orchestrated like medley of the Game of the yeah. Year nominees, and that's gonna be fucking sick with all these different kind of games and all their mm-hmm. their soundtracks involved holy shit task in itself it is task in itself boy um let's say elden ring okay elden ring all right all right it's, it's been around longer and everyone's been fucking beating off about it like <laughs> yeah. of course it deserves it like it deserves it but i want god of war to win but i think i know Mm. Ring is just gonna honestly that sword right in the stone. Honestly, this has just been a very good year of gaming. A very good wild year of gaming. That's two months. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Season it up. All right. Um, I know I said this was gonna be short, but we're already running off like two hours right now. So we caught up. We thoughts. caught up. Um, but yeah. Those were the Game Game Awards nominees. Of course, like I said, if you're listening to this as it comes out on VOD and, of course, audio, we are going to be live reacting to the Game Awards Thursday night. So come hang out with us at twitch.tv forward slash unitedwenerd to see who's going to win and what gets revealed at the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley, what do you have in store? Metabots of all Metabots. Kojima, are you there? Mass Effect 5, baby. Come on. Mass Effect 5. Oh, that's probably another year out. All right. Well, that's where that's where we'll be on Thursday. But Joel, any other day, where where can where can they get a hold of us? Hmm. Us? Oh well. So I'll let you know if you have questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, reasons why you should watch Tales of the Jedi or Love and Thunder, why M'Baku is a hot daddy, or why you should possibly maybe even entertain fighting all the Valkyries in God of War 4 and beyond, whatever they have in the next installment. I don't know yet. Hit us with an email, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. One more time, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter, united underscore we nerd. We're on YouTube, United We Nerd on YouTube. Twitch, as you know, right here, United We Nerd. No spaces in between. The Zuckerverse, Metaverse, our number one enemy next to a certain hosting site. Uh, United We Nerd, no spacing. And, of course, TikTok, too. United We Nerd. Oh, and last but not least, the extension of the Zuckerverse, Instagram. United underscore We Nerd. That's where you can find all our nerdy takes and be sure also, if this is your first time tuning in, please check out our other episodes. I know we kind of like push that stuff, but honestly, if you're, you know, not sold on us, check out our roundtables. I think they're still one of our best pieces of discussion. We bring together other nerds and talk about what we love. And we are due for two big ones, too, which I keep oh, yeah. talking about. Due for a Pokemon one. 
Scarlet and Violet just dropped too, and HVZ. We still need to do that one too. Um, oh hell yeah, we're we're gonna be a lot of good stuff coming up for sure. Yeah, and uh, of course we had our Destiny roundtable as well. That you know people really like that, and you know talked about Destiny today already. And of course we one day we'll do our Gundam one. That will be oh boy. fucking amazing one. I think we need to talk out Witch from Mercury, then we can do that. But please check out our other episodes. I think they're all great, but. Check them out. And of course, we also do reviews. Uh, we just dropped the season finale of Andor Hell this past yeah. week. So go check that out, as well as uh, Wakanda Forever. And of course, we've done many, many, many more reviews in the past. So go check those out as well on podcast services and YouTube as well. Um that's you know that's you know the podcast side joel if if you wanted people to find it, what you do on your off time or on your alone time where would they do that find me on mad mech monster mine on spotify soundcloud itunes etc i just released a new ep uh when the void stares yeah. back got some positive feedback on it check out the song just clocked out i think it's great i don't know i'm biased so it's some also, good stuff uh, Acoustic Avenger on Twitch. I haven't been doing a lot of Twitch, but holiday season is approaching. I'm going to be off work soon. That's when I do more charity streams. So I'll probably be looking out for that. I want to do that again. I did one for N7 Day. I'll probably do another one soon uh, just for different charities because it's holidays. Uh, let's see what else. I think that is it. Brian, where can we find you? Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Brian underscore Saber. As well as on TikTok, I have haven't been posting on TikTok recently just because you know stuff's been busy. But I do plan on posting there more frequently with just random, random thought discussion ideas. Um, about YouTube Shorts, man, are you on YouTube Shorts? Uh, I need to get on YouTube Shorts. That stuff is a uh, apparently a goldmine right now. Um, but. Besides that, I am also here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber. Like I said before, I will be starting a hard mode, true ending run of Sonic Frontiers for sure. Um, and I might do a little bit of, you know, YouTube kind of cross mingling with that. I might uh, do the playthrough and then maybe have like a nice like wrap up video for that. We will oh, see. Yeah. Definitely the playthrough on Twitch for sure. Um, but besides that, um, if if hovers working, I think they went down. I don't know if it's back up. I'm I, I'm I also totally forgot about hover. <laughs> I'm on there. Um, as well as uh, Hive, which recently just came out. Um, I know they were. Oh, up... I tried to get on Hive and I never got the authentication email. I even checked my spam folder. Oh. Got to fix it. I mean, there, I, I, probably I mean, me. it's probably user. Error. There, there are only recently three people. Is they they got a wave of people because you know stuff's happening on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I'm on there as well. Could check that out. Um, but yeah, besides that, thank you everybody that's hanging out with us in Twitch chat for hanging out with us. Um, of course, if you're listening to this on VOD or on audio version. Thank you for listening. Please, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment. If you will, that'd be great. And also, if you're listening to us early enough, come hang out with us 
for some Game Awards action, baby. Ow. But of course, until the next time, keep on nerding. Elden Ring is going to win, like, all of them, probably. They're going to put Elden Ring in every category, actually. It's it's a fighting game. You fight monsters. You're racing for your life. It's a racing game. Community support, of course. Right? Innovative, somehow. I don't know. Um, is it an indie game? Fuck no. But, the, you know, they'll just squeeze it in there, too. I'm sure. Call of Duty has the shoot bang.